we are back with another episode of Oh Hey There, episode 62. I am Jason Aponte, joined as always by Leo Luna. Leo, um, the question that I want to ask you before we get started and talk about what happened on Sunday Night Football is how early is too early to have a beer on a Monday morning? And it is 11 o'clock where I'm at. So please don't hold back. 11 o'clock is perfect because depending what time you go into work, some people are already like, say, clocked out for lunch um as well as there's there's so many pubs that open at 11 some 10 30 it it's monday i get it let's not discriminate the days if it was saturday or sunday everybody would be okay with it so yes you can have a beer on monday well i appreciate you i took a nice little sip of it and it helped um i feel somewhat better there's a lot of things that we need to discuss about this game but first off make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel rate review I mean, subscribe to the, the podcast network, rate, review, leave your five-star reviews, and we will read them on here. Also, shout-out to Homage for sponsoring the podcast now. And uh, if you guys are looking to get some of their cool gear, I just got one of their 49er throwback shirts. It's beautiful. Um, the link is in the show notes, so go on over there and give them a look, man. They have some really good stuff. I mean, Leo really liked the jackets, and, and I didn't realize that I own two of them already. Those jackets are fire. I'm going to need to get my hands on one eventually. And I, and I say one, but my preference is about two. I need to get my hand on two, but I'll, I'll settle with one. Okay. I want to start this show with an open-ended question or fill in the blank. Let's do this, Leo. I tell you before the game that the San Francisco 49ers defense is going to give up nine points. Fill in the blank. The 49ers blank. They win. The 49ers win. Um, they probably win by, what, three scores at that point, but more than likely it'll be two. Two and one, still tied for for the division lead. Uh, so, like, 49ers just walked, went into Denver on Sunday night football and walked the Denver Broncos if they only allow nine points. Like, absolutely. So, I'm, like, I I would have been like, AOJ, you in Jersey, right? All right. Uh, here goes 300. Give me the 49ers uh, to cover here. That's what would happen. Well, turns out that isn't a recipe to get a W because – the offense largely was ineffective, and there's a lot of people pointing fingers everywhere across. You know, people have things to say about Kyle. People have things to say about Jimmy. Let's just, you know, get it out, and let's just be objective. Jimmy Garoppolo was awful last night. This offense was stagnant. The one drive that they scored a touchdown, it frustrates you when you watch that game back and you watch that drive because it was effortless. Running the ball, throwing the ball, everything. It, that was a Kyle Shanahan masterclass right there, right? Yet, here we are. And that was the only time the 49ers scored a touchdown in this game. It was frustrating to watch Jimmy Garoppolo play. I understand. Here's what I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt of. You might not be in peak game shape. Peak game shape. Doesn't mean that you're out there just struggling to make it through the game. It but was like riding a bike, though, Jay. I mean, he, that's said, what I, he said that the week before he, he did. It's like riding a bike. And now he said, oh, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I'm not, you know, I'm not there yet. I'm trying to get there, bro. How do you go from one week? It's riding a bike to the next week. You ain't trying to make it an excuse, but you're making an excuse. It's like me telling my wife, hey, honey, like I'm not trying to make an excuse on why I didn't, you know, do the backyard today, but. I was working. Uh, I took care of the kids. I had to pick up our daughter. It's like, 
Yeah, but I also watch football for like an hour or so. I'm not trying to make an excuse, but I'm going to make one. Right. But I mean, look, I think it's fair for you to say that. And I think that everybody feels the same sort of way. It's just my frustration less comes in with that because I doubt that he's in full peak game shape. But I don't think that that contributes to the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo stepped out of the end zone, literally has nothing to do with game shape or grasping the playbook. Oh, which, by the way, he's had since 2017. So I want to take that excuse off the table. That particular play is one of the most frustrating things I've ever seen as a 49er fan. And it is so comical for people to just say, well, you know, uh, you know, he he's not in shape or, well, he didn't have a lot of training camp reps and, you know, he wasn't at OTAs. Bullshit. And what I have to say is this. When Dan Orvlosky is lapping it up because now, He's not a, he's not alone in the stepping out of bounds group. And you did this on national television. It's embarrassing, man. And it's a good thing he stepped out. Because it was about to be a pick six. That was an eight-point swing. So maybe Jimmy Garoppolo did the right thing by stepping out as opposed to throwing an interception to the other team for a touchdown. But my goodness, that is going to be one of the plays that I will never forget. It's something that's kind of been burned in my mind. Something that I, that I can't stop thinking about because playbook game shape has nothing to do with how many yards are in the end zone and how large the end zone is. That doesn't change regardless of how many reps you got in training camp or OTAs or your grasp on the playbook. Leo, your thoughts on the stepping out of bounds play by Jimmy Garoppolo. It's the most ridiculous thing I've I've seen from Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, someone who's been in the league for as long as he has. Uh, the the amount of playtime he has received over his time with the 49ers, it's not like that was the first time he's seen a possession that close to his defending goal line, essentially. he That has not been the first time they've done it. They've done it earlier in that game as well. As a quarterback, you know how many steps you have in that drop back. But then his feet got a little too happy, and he found himself on the wrong side of that end zone. Um, that's kind of what I take away from it. His feet just got a little too happy there, and it led him behind the end zone. Uh, it, it needs to get it needs to get together. It needs to get better because for the whole, it, if it was Trey Lance out there national media would have just completely bashed him. But since it's Jimmy Garoppolo, it's, well, the 49ers didn't give him any training camp. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. Come on, let's... What we saw last night is not a Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have any training camp. What we saw last night is Jimmy Garoppolo, and then period. That's what it was. It A training camp Jimmy Garoppolo does not give you a different outcome. But let's also say, you know what? He struggled so much because Denver is really good defense. Mm-hmm. Let's not ignore that factor. Patrick Sertan, he was good. Leo, he had a really good game. Now, my question now is, ball placement was terrible. I agree with that. My, but my question is, why pick Why pick on Patrick Sertan? You see matchups, and you decide that you want to pick on the best cover corner they have, and you want to do it multiple times that lead to near interceptions. Why? Yeah. Why? And – Another thing, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but... No, you're good. I think you hit the nail on the head. 
I don't want this podcast to turn into something about discussing Jimmy Garoppolo because there is nothing more to be discussed. What you saw last night was Jimmy Garoppolo. And there's nobody behind him that I want to see play football. I don't want to see Brock Purdy. No. I understand. I understand people want to see, you know, oh, let's see some unknown. But for all those people, you didn't want to see the unknown with Trey Lance. <laughs> so now you want to see the unknown with Brock Purdy. Listen, for better or worse, as long as Jimmy's healthy, he's going to keep running out there. And I think last night was Jimmy Garoppolo. There's nothing more to be added in the discussion uh, as to what he is and what he isn't. It's who he is. And you saw it. Yeah. Everyone saw it. That's the thing that I want people to stop arguing about, at least. Stop telling me that you think he's something that he is and he's not. He he is what he is. And for better or worse, this right. is what it's going to be. Kyle Shanahan schemed guys open. Debo Samuel was running down the field by himself. If he throws it in his zip code, it is at least a large gain, if not a touchdown. Brendan Ayuk on a crosser on third down gets leverage. He's in front. A better pass? Nope. Right at his feet. And the 49ers went, I can't even believe this is a real stat. One for 10 on third down? I was told that Jimmy Garoppolo is really good on third down and can move the chains. Not tonight. Or not last night. Uh, it's, it's, it's particularly frustrating how this offense performed because of how amazing this defense was. And for Mike Silver to write an article and say the defense couldn't hold it up, dude, I need you to go outside and touch some grass. I mean, nine points, nine, nine. That is what you're usually going to keep an NFL team down to. And, and, and you can't expect anything more than that. This defense has been everything that we've expected and more, and they still haven't even taken a snap from Jimmy Ward. To have that wasted, I feel bad for that defense. I feel bad for D'Amico Ryans. And to have it happen on national television, I feel that much worse about it. But this defense is actually legit if we want to take some positives away from it. We want to take one more positive away from it. The special teams was electric. Look at that. So that's cool. But you can't win games in this league when you're 1 for 10 on third down. And you, Jimmy Garoppolo did the hat trick. Fumble interception, step out of the end zone. If you were going for the triple crown of, of turnovers, congratulations, you succeeded, buddy. The 49ers defense allowed nine points back-to-back weeks total because it was zero to the Seahawks and then nine to the Broncos. So nine points back-to-back weeks. 49ers offense and special teams, they've also allowed nine points because it was a touchdown on the block field goal and then the safety by Jimmy Garoppolo. And we're blaming a defense? The, I, don't, I don't care what it looked like. No, this is not on the defense. This is on the offense and the execution. Now, I did say that the Denver Broncos have some playmakers defensively, but I am not excusing Jimmy Garoppolo. Some of those ball placements were terrible. Were terrible. And that's why since 2020, in the regular season, they are 12 and 10 in his starts. Yes, winning record, whatever. But national media keeps reminding me of 2019 and 2017, where his winning percentage is 70%. No, the guy is like, I don't care about 2019 anymore. That's three years ago. My daughter, my daughter was nowhere near the softball player and nowhere near the reader that she could, she could read books now. She couldn't in 2019. Like, what are we doing about that? Um, so it's just like, I'll take 2020. 
2021 and then this season. He is 12 and 10 as a starter. Like this this is what it is with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's it's now a roller coaster because the league has figured him out. Doesn't matter who the defense coordinator is. They have figured him out and the all these games moving forward are going to be tough. They're all going to be close games. Just like last year. How many teams did the 49ers dog walk last season? Wasn't much. Um, so that's what I'm expecting moving forward with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, you know, we as fans, we just kind of have to accept it because Trey Lance ain't coming through anytime soon. Brock Purdy is not the answer. Um, so you it, you're stuck, you're stuck in this position with Jimmy Garoppolo. You you hope he could find GPS somehow and, and get his way out of this. But and then you got the Rams coming up. It's 12 and 10 now. And according to Vegas, it's looking like it's going to be 12 and 11. Yeah. So, well, we got to figure it out. We got to figure it out. And I think what, you know, we talk about the safety. The hardest part is now Trent Williams is injured. And the cart came out. He walked off. But Trent's not going to be around for a bit. I'm, I'm, I'm probably jumping the gun because nobody said anything like that. But if it is indeed a high ankle sprain, probably a six-week injury. Especially for somebody, you know, I, I don't know if anybody knows out there, but football players need their ankles, um, especially linemen. So this overall just comes off as a costly loss. But having said all that, having said that, the sky isn't falling. This team isn't cooked. And isn't it doesn't it feel like this is the perfect time for everybody to write off the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo for him to have one of these games against the Rams where they beat the Rams and then everybody goes right back to. Well, there he is. Look at him winning. Like, this is exactly the game that everybody is going to write him off. And they're going to say, well, you know, right before. It's 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 almost like right after the Arizona game and they played the Rams again on, on Monday Night Football, which is funny because it is going to be Monday Night Football. And they said, ah, oh, there's no way this team can compete. The Rams are too good. Blew the doors off the Rams. Not saying that that's what's going to happen, but this is a setup for a customary Jimmy Garoppolo win that is going to bring people back out of the woodwork that have been largely silent since last night because even the biggest Jimmy Garoppolo fan is having a tough time even grasping the fact that he played that poorly because what we're discussing when we say that Jimmy Garoppolo has played poorly it's not subjective it's not subjective that's the best part about it it's not doesn't matter where you land on this objectively Jimmy Garoppolo was awful last night objectively and if you want people to be real about it, we will. And when he plays well, we will say that he played well. Last night, he did not play well, unfortunately. And that's just the bottom line. The running game was largely non-existent, aside from a few big runs from Jeff Wilson Jr., but also give the Denver Broncos credit because you know what they did? They cut off the run. Everybody knows. I told everybody about it. Everybody knows. Cut off the run, make them beat you. That's it. And the secret's been out for years. And, and I think that Leo's talked about that. The secret's been out for years. For Kyle Shanahan right now, he is trying his best. What do you do when you scheme a guy wide open and the quarterback doesn't throw it? What do you do when you make the right call on third down and the quarterback throws it at his feet? Not sure. Um, I think Kyle would tell you that he's not doing the best that he can. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. That's just something I'd say. I don't think he will say that. But I, I, I think that in his heart of heart, he knows. Um, but at the same time, I'm not ready to heap blame on Kyle Shanahan when there are guys running wide open that the ball should just be delivered to. Like, Debo Samuel should have legit had, like, 50, 60-yard catches, like, three times. Hands down. And he got the ball once. 
There was another play that should have been way longer, but the ball took forever to get down there. Um, George Kittle returned and largely wasn't targeted. Uh, it's You have to give the Denver Broncos credit. Their defense is very good. They played a very good game on defense. But when I tell you that, for the first time in Russell Wilson's career, he had eight three and outs for the first time in his career. And think about this. The 49ers have thrown some all-time defenses at him. All-time, right? In his entire time being in the league. And he never once did this. And this is the time that they do it. And they still didn't get a win. I just feel bad for this defense. I feel bad for D'Amico Ryans, man, because I think there's not much more that they could have done. And unfortunately, the quarterback didn't help them much. Yeah, it, I feel like it's going to be a lot of the same dance, song, and tune that that we're going to have to deal with for the rest of this season. Um, this is not going to be the first and last time we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo's performance letting down the defense this season. Unfortunately, I hope I am wrong in saying that, but if I had to put money on it, I would put some money on it. Um, let, let me ask you a question. Why is Jeff Wilson Jr. now a bell cow instead of going with the hot hand? Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. obviously had the one big run for 37 yards, but if you take that out of his average, he was only about 3.4 yards per carry, which is ideally not what you want to have in a running back. Uh, frankly, if a running back like a guy like a Adrian Peterson, LT, Frank Gore was rushing for 3.4 yards per carry, they would be considered wash and they should retire. Now, I'm not saying that for Jeff Wilson Jr. I'm just using that in a comparison of it was not effective. Um, Jordan Mason had one carry for seven yards. Why did we not see more from him? I think it's very simple. Kyle likes his guys. He's just going to play his guys until the wheels fall off. And Jeff Wilson's his guy. And Jordan Mason has been relegated to the special teams. Marlon Mack was activated for this game. Didn't even see him. It felt like a break in case of emergency thing. I have bigger problems with Debo Samuel being run up the middle on a run before the half. Kyle, Jeff Wilson can do that. Don't put Debo in harm's way before the half if you're just running a play to run a play to get to the half. So, Kyle, I can criticize you too. I don't like that. Considering everything that you've seen with the injuries, why would you even risk that? Yeah, it's... This running game, which is the staple and and really what makes this offense go, is going to have a tough go of it. The Rams may have put something on film in the NFC Championship game that everybody is duplicating in terms of stopping things. And and look, if this team cannot run the ball, (laughs) it's going to be tough sledding. And I think you're absolutely right. This isn't going to be the only game that we're going to look at Jimmy Garoppolo and say, man, you really played badly in this game. And you're kind of the reason they lost. You know, we can look back to Tennessee last year. We can look back at a, a at a few games during his tenure. But I just, I'm still not on the boat of this season is up in flames or anything like that at this point. And again, there's people on the internet correlating, you know, the, the 1980s dynasty to, you know, well, in the 80s, this is, you know, Joe Montana and this guy, but they came back. Cool. Joe's not walking through that door. He's not putting on any sketches, cleats. That has nothing to do with this team. If you want to correlate it to something, you correlate it to the last year's team, which was three and five. So there is a lot of seasons still left, right? This loss is just brutal and it's just really tough. And we have to talk about it for the entire week and we have to stew on it. But again, I find these losses particularly frustrating because the 49ers did it to themselves. And 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 not that they did it to themselves, is the quarterback was just the quarterback just had to be, had to be competent yesterday. Competent. No one, no one's asking Jimmy Garoppolo to go above and beyond 
at this point. No one's asking him to do anything that he's not used to doing or can't do or is isn't capable of doing. They're just asking you to be baseline. And that's what I thought 49er fans should be comforted by, is that there was going to be at least a baseline. But we couldn't even get that yesterday. And there's going to be excuses thrown around by the people who are apologists, and there's going to be people who are going to spin it whatever way they want. Objectively, Jimmy Garoppolo was awful last night. And I don't know how many more ways I can say it, but that does not mean that the season's over. doesn't mean that this team is cooked. But last night was particularly frustrating, especially when you look at the circumstances of this game and knowing that the 49ers should have walked away with this game when you look at how well their defense played. Look, and, and see the difference with, with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo is one guy, you know those those ups and downs, those bumps and bruises are coming because of development. You know that's going to happen. So when it does, you're not as critical. You're just like, yeah, it happened. We knew it was. Um, now he needs to learn from it so it can happen at a lesser rate. With Jimmy Garoppolo, when you see games like this, it's more critical because it's like, dude, you're a 10 year vet, been playing with this team since 2017, and you still can't hit guys in stride in an offense that you called was riding a bike. Uh, so, yeah, it's way more frustrating. Seeing a game like this from Jimmy Garoppolo is 10 times more frustrating than a game like this from Trey Lance because the thing you wanted from Trey Lance was just game action in general. You, you didn't want him sitting on the sideline, not playing essentially what he's doing now. Um, so that's that's the tough thing with, with Jimmy Garoppolo being out there instead of Trey Lance. I think this is a good question to ask. Does the defense start to resent the offense if they keep struggling? It's it's really it's really an interesting question because the defense is out there fighting for their lives, and of course they're not going to say anything publicly about Jimmy Garoppolo. Talk about that in any way, you know? They, uh, you know they're not going to do that. But nine points, nine points. And I think you hit the nail on the head with Trey Lance, man. Um, I'll live with the rookie mistakes because there's upside. I can't live with the rookie mistakes when there's no upside and there's a guy that we know everything about at this point. It's all the more frustrating. But at the same time, there's nobody I want to see play. But, yes, does this defense get frustrated with the fact that they have been absolutely lights out? They are They are giving up less than 10 points per game, literally dominating in almost every single category. And yet, the asking the offense to score 10 points when they give up 9 or 13 points, maybe even, damn, 17 points, does that seem like it's a little bit too much to ask of this offense right now? I mean, we've got three weeks of, you know, well, you know what, I'll take out week two. I think the, I think the offense uh, performed, you know, well or whatever, you know, and Seattle stinks. But, yeah, I mean, is it fair? Uh, is it fair to the defense? And and I think that's something that's going to be very interesting going forward. I mean, this defense didn't even have Eric Armstead. You wouldn't have known. I mean, Kevin Gibbons was playing well. Charles Lemenehue stepped in. Kerry Hyder had a good game. And it just sucks that while all of these defensive players, Emmanuel Mosley was clamps in this game, so was Mooney Ward. It just comes off frustrating that we can't discuss that because we are discussing the offense and the quarterback play, to be more specific more than we are this defense, which has been everything that we thought it would be and more. I feel like eventually there has to be a line to where you can resent the opposing side of the offense um, or your own offense, essentially not opposing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's something that can happen. If you're going out there 
pitching these games to where that you're only allowing 17 points. You're only allowing 14 points, 13 points, whatever it may be. And you're coming out with the loss. Yeah. It's going to sting if it happens more than once. And it feels like this 40 49ers offense under Jimmy Garoppolo. Like what does it have outside of the box? From what Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo provides, what does it have outside of the box? It, it it's essentially you you know you got Debo Samuel, you know how they're going to use him. Um, the best thing you could do with with him is contain him, which the Denver Broncos did that last night. Six carries for only seven yards. Um, Brandon Ayuk, if you have a corner like Patrick Sertan, you could just you could just mirror Brandon Ayuk and make Jimmy Garoppolo you know try to force it in there, which he tried to do last night. George Kittle. Oh, man, I wanted to see more George Kittle. That that one stings a bit. I wanted to see more of him because I I gotta I gotta watch the film and see how they were guarding him. What was it a safety on top with the linebacker? Like what was the disconnect there? You know George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo love each other. Um, something I want to see more from this offense is third down plays. Like, I love Juwan Jennings. Cool guy. But less of him, please. I want to see third downs to your guys, to Brandon Ayuk, to George Kittle. What happened to Kittle over the middle? Seems like I don't see that no more. If it is, it's like a, a pass for five yards, and that's about it. Um, so to to Debo Samuel, like we saw third down Debo Samuel against the Packers. It was like a third and seven and have him convert it in, in the in divisional round. So it's like I, I want to see our guys. Not a Juwan Jennings, nothing against Juwan Jennings, but he is not one of the stars on this team, and they're going to him multiple times, and maybe that's why they're 1-10. in 10. Like, let's figure it out. How can we get our guys more involved? How can we get, say, looking forward to the Rams game, how can we get that Jalen Ramsey off of Brandon Ayuk in coverage? Because you know he he may try to mirror. So I, it's frustrating. I can't imagine being a defensive player in that locker room. So – to answer that question, absolutely, if the offense keeps struggling. Is there any final thoughts that you have on this game? I feel like we wrapped it up. I think the defense was incredible. I think that we largely understand that Jimmy Garoppolo was awful last night. And this is going to be a game that we still on for a bit. But, yes, here come the Rams. Um, feels like Feels like exactly the time where Jimmy Garoppolo would bounce back just in the face of everybody saying, well, he's done, he's cooked, all this stuff, the season's done. Feels like a perfect bounce back spot for him. It's like I can almost see the headlines now. Jimmy Garoppolo gets back to his winning ways. That's why you stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. I can see it now. I can see it now. The Rams uh, are coming off a win against the Cardinals, but it is Monday Night Football. This game is going to be in Levi's. So it'll be a home game. I mean, anytime that the Rams play the 49ers, it's a home game, you know, depending on uh, where it is. Doesn't matter. Um, but Leo. Where do the 49ers go from here? I mean, it, look, I'm not a doctor, but in my amateur doctor physician opinion, Trent Williams isn't going to play in this game. Aziz Al-Shayer is probably not going to play in this game as well. Sprain MCL is what they're saying for him. Colin McKivitz had to come in for Jalen Moore. Jalen Moore had a rough go of it, immediately whiffed on a, on a, on a pass-blocking rep. Uh, Colin McKivitz did step in in last, last year's do-or-die win. Played admirably in in uh, Trent and uh, Trent Williams' place, 
But what do we expect from this 49ers team going into this game on Monday Night Football? And what's the podcast schedule going to look like now that this game is going to be on Monday? Like, how do we how do we do this? Do we do we do it right after the game? Do we do it on a Tuesday? I mean, it, it's usually Monday that I get to see uh, you and talk with you. So uh, I think that's something else we got to hash out uh, offline, uh, obviously. But yeah, Rams 49ers Monday Night Football. What are you thinking? I'm thinking it's going to be a whole lot of what we saw on Sunday, to be honest. Um, yes, the the 49ers offense can come out there. I think they'll do a little more um, than the 10 points that they just scored against well, Denver Broncos. to be fair, Leo, they probably can't do less. They probably couldn't do less, <laughs> even if they tried. So there's <laughs> that. Be seven. I mean, hey, look, positive, It'd positive, guys, right? There, it's all uphill from here, right? Is, isn't that the saying? Oh, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it couldn't be worse, I think, than, than what we saw last night. So so there's that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, But I just see an offense struggling to get to 20 when it comes to Monday. Like, Rams' defense is still good, minus Vaughn Miller, obviously, um, minus Darius Williams, who was a staple corner for them the past couple of years out, out uh, on the other side of Jalen Ramsey. But, yeah, it's going to be an offense that's going to struggle to get to 20. But the bright side, I think the Rams' offense is also going to struggle to get to 20. So that's what's going to keep the 49ers in this game, essentially. Um, but they they need to figure it out. They Offensively, they need to get it together. Without Trent Williams – I saw that their pressure percentage, allowed pressure, uh, as far as Jimmy Garoppolo being under pressure, went up 12% mm-hmm. without Trent Williams. Or excuse me, nine. it was 9%, 9.4. So they, that part needs to get figured out. I, mm-hmm. I don't think Jalen Moore is the answer. I said no. this in the preseason. No, no, no. I'm and, tired and, and, of seeing him at tackle. No, no, um, no, no, no. Figure it out. Figure it out. Hey, call up Andrew Whitworth. Bring him back. Revenge game. Let's do it. Can we get an Andrew Whit- Whitworth revenge game instantly like that? There is only one man that can save the 49ers offensive line, and his name is Daniel Brunskill. Please get well soon and show up. This is your week. This is Brunskill week, and we don't even have him at this point. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I do think that the 49ers defense is they're going to be tested again. I think this offense is exponentially better than the Denver Broncos offense. Good God, that offense is in shambles, man. And and it, a lot of it has to do with that Russell Wilson was awful last night. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know, man. We've got a three-game sample size. I mean, the first game in Seattle, he was okay. Yeah, he was. He was much better than he was in these last two. But my goodness, man, what happened to Russ? But hey, Denver, enjoy that contract. At the same time. This Rams offense is better. Um, Matthew Stafford's a little bit banged up, but still, you know, you got to deal with Cooper Cup. Found it interesting that Diamador Lenore was the starting nickel corner as well. What happened to Samuel Womack? What did Samuel Womack do? I mean, Samuel Womack found a way to contribute on special teams, and you love that from the Brook, right? Like, didn't hang his head. You know, he, he was replaced. We don't know why. It's not something that happened during a game because he hasn't really been picked on or anything like that. I thought Lenore had a f- phenomenal game, and, and that's somebody that, you know, if we want to talk positives, I think that, that he was great in this game. But, you know, Cooper Cup, uh, Allen Robinson, Tyler Higby's got a big role. Uh, the, the Rams are having trouble at running back right now. They don't really know what they want to do with their rotation. So at least that's something, and, and you know, a feather in the 49ers cap. But, yeah, this is going to be one of those ugly games. I mean, the 49ers are probably not going to give up more than 17 points. But can your offense score 18 to 20? Can they? And that's going to be ultimately what it boils down to. I have no questions about this defense. None. None. This defense is going to be exactly what we thought it was going to be every single week, week in, week out. D'Amico Ryans is doing a hell of a job. 
The corners are, are doing a hell of a job. Jimmy Ward hasn't even played yet. Eric Armstead was out last night, and look what they did. This defense is going to be fine. It's all going to rely on the offense. Can you score 20 points? Because this defense is not going to give up many points. Can you do what competent NFL offenses do, which is score 20 points and move the ball? If that's the case, I, I want to say yes. I want to say yes so bad with that. Um, in order to get 20 points, they got to block the Rams defensively. So how do you think that they're going to block their defensive line? Like, What are they going to need to essentially do differently without a Trent Williams? Because we all expect him not to play. What do they have to do differently? Keep Kittle into chip. He won't be able to run as many routes. He's going to have to chip defenders. That's what he was doing uh, towards the end of the game, at least, which bugs the hell out of me because now Kittle won't be used downfield as a, as a as a receiving threat. That bugs the hell out of me because I think that, you know, a lot of people love his his blocking, but people forget that he's really good as a receiver as well, too, and he's a, he's a bit of a threat. But it's going to boil down to how they scheme around it. I think. Re- Believe in Kyle enough to scheme it or scheme it up perfectly, not put his his offensive line in in harm's way. Um, but yeah, these are all questions that we're going to be asking all week when it comes to what this offense is capable of at this point and what they can do. Yeah, and they're going to have to get the run going this time. It, it can't be under four yards per carry, and that's what I'm calling it with Jeff Wilson Jr. I'm not calling it the box score because one carry was 37 yards. Take that out. And that's that's essentially what your constant is. Um, so they got to be around that four range because if you're around that range, it's going to keep the defensive honest. Um, and then that's when you're going to be able to hit the play action. That's where you're going to be able to do some more tunnel screens, things like that. You got to open up that defense. And unfortunately, they did not do that against the Denver Broncos. Maybe they know the Rams so well too. Like we talk about uh, these teams figuring out Jimmy Garoppolo and learning him. Well, hell. Maybe they could learn, you know, you use their history, what they've done against the Rams and use that in their favor. That's also another factor that that we don't talk about enough, that both sides know each other. So you hope that the 49ers could come out and, and do something this time uh, that they didn't do against the Denver Broncos. If you want more silver lining, Seattle's awful. Arizona, you have to applaud the Arizona Cardinals because they're changing the narrative of folding at the end of the season by folding early in the season. You have to applaud them, and I love that. I love that for them. But, yeah, if the 49ers find a way to pull this off, they're right back in first place. So, again, it's not something that's easy, easier said than done, but still right there in front of them. we got a long way to go in this season. I think that if anybody's going to make any direct correlations to what can happen when teams start slow, don't give me the 80s. Don't give me Joe Montana-led teams and Bill Walsh-led teams. Point to last year with Kyle Shanahan and this 3-5 and five team. I think that should about wrap it up for this one. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the Niners Nation Podcast Network wherever you guys get your audio podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at JasonAponte2103. Follow Leo on Twitter at LeoLuna93 on Instagram and Twitter. Leo, this was... A little bit frustrating, but you know what, man? I think this is a good therapy session. You and I were able to get through it. I feel marginally better. It still doesn't help. I feel a little better. Still, still, I'm, you know, you're my guy. I love you. But I, I would rather have that win and, and then a therapy session. But, hey, you know, I, I don't think this team is going 15-2, and two, so we'll do it again. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure you rate, review, leave those five-star reviews so we can read them on the podcast. Shout out to all you guys for listening. Thank you so much. And as always, let's go Niners.